From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, June 28th. I'm Sarah Reif. About 100 property owners in the town of Mendocino have received a letter from the State Water Board's Division of Drinking Water asking them to complete a questionnaire to determine whether or not they're operating a public water system. It's the first step in regulating businesses that may be serving water to the public without the inspections and treatments and permits required by law to prevent waterborne diseases. And it may be the first step in a state-regulated regional solution that includes the town of Mendocino consolidating with other water users. Though, who would consolidate with whom and where the water would come from are questions that haven't been answered yet. It's also not entirely clear why the state and the county have not synchronized efforts to find out what kinds of businesses should have been identified as public water systems when they were first setting up shop. Zachary Rounds is the Mendocino District Engineer for the State Water Resources Control Board Division of Drinking Water, overseeing public water systems in Mendocino, Lake, and Napa counties. It doesn't take much to meet the definition of a public water system. A public water system, at its most basic, is a entity that serves potable water for domestic use and that serves at least 25 people 60 days a year. Oh, you could just have a couple of big dinners. You, you kind of could. I mean, if you, I, I say if you have a restaurant that's open one day a week all year round, then you actually are not a public water system. But if it's two days a week, you know, that, that would be 104 days with 25 people, and that would make you a public water system. You could also be a public water system if you have 15 service connections with year-long residents. So a bunch of households on a well, basically. Correct. At last night's meeting of the Mendocino City Community Services District Board, Rounds told directors what it will take to permit each system. The water system needs to demonstrate that they have adequate technical, managerial, and financial capacity to operate as a public water system. Different tests on the water to ensure that it's free from various forms of contamination. <laughs> adequate source and storage capacity, um, you know, that they're essentially financially stable enough to operate a public water system without eventually falling into ruin, that they have adequate managerial control over the water system, that they they op, you know they are the ones that actually control the water right there that or that they claim to. And we typically work with the water system to ensure a complete permit package. After we've received the complete permit package, we'll usually do final review, perform an inspection of the water system, make any final determinations, and if they meet the criteria, issue a permit. The letter says the Water Board will not initiate enforcement actions against systems that are working to come into compliance. Donna Finer of Finer Fixings, a plumber and water operator who manages 27 water systems on the coast, was also at the meeting. She took a question about the rough costs of running a water system, though there are a lot of variables and no two are exactly the same. So once a month you have to check for bacteria in the water. So it's coliform and E. coli. And then quarterly you have to check the well for bacteria and E. coli. I usually find that the paperwork takes about five, $600 to do because it's a lot. And then it's usually a visit once a week to check the system. And then it's sampling once a month and then once a year for nitrates. So figuring $200 a month to cover that, those are just rough numbers. And then whatever needs to make them into compliance. Bad bacteria or high bacteria levels, are not always hypothetical, as Finer recalled in one system she managed. It didn't have good covering around the roof, so the birds would sit on the roof and it would rain into the tank and they had bad bacteria. So they had to fix the tank so that that didn't happen anymore and put in a chlorination system to keep the water safe. 
Finer's own business expenses are rising, with the cost of chlorine double and the price of caustic soda much higher than they were before the pandemic. And a lab on the coast is closed, which means she has to be precise about timing the delivery of water samples to a lab in Ukiah. Brown said the state sees advantages to working with larger water entities, though he suggested that local organizations are welcome to propose solutions that might not include each and every business going through the permitting process. Director Howard Hawk had a question. You mentioned that the state is interested in a, in a community water system. Uh, is the state interested in a community water system and funding that? Generally speaking, we do usually find that larger consolidated systems have much higher resiliency to various difficulties that any public water system may you know, run into. They usually have more, more available staff, you know, just the strength in numbers approach. You know, it's also from, from an efficiency standpoint, nice in that we're only dealing with one large water system instead of many small water systems. We are interested in water systems consolidating with each other. Again, that resiliency element is, is crucial. Uh, with regards to funding opportunities, I can't speak to that. That would be a question for our Division of Financial Assistance. Most of the consolidations that I've witnessed have been small systems connecting to a much larger water system. There are multiple, for example, mobile home parks on Santa Rosa Avenue in the city of Santa Rosa, which is sort of south of town. And there, there's an ongoing consolidation project there. Well, they will, they will all become customers of the city of Santa Rosa. So they do typically operate from a big entity comes in and smaller entities hook onto it. Rounds pointed out that typically, smaller users connecting to already existing permitted systems pay hookup fees to cover future improvements and ongoing maintenance. Director Danik Murphy addressed the lingering uncertainties and encouraged a vigorous public process of figuring out how to meet an age of water scarcity. Major decisions on how we build that resiliency needs to involve the community in a full discussion. I would hesitate to jump to conclusions at this point in terms of how that resiliency will be built. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.